What is going on, L.A.? T-Raj, I don't know where he is anymore, Yates. This guy is just, uh, he's traveling Southern California. He's ever, I think actually he's in Phoenix right now. Clinton Yates filling in for uh, Travis Rogers. What's going on, Clinton? What's going on, gang? How are we doing today? You know, I, I I haven't been in the chair for a full show since the Mandy's. Since the Mandy's. So, so there's still some unpacking that I have to do. But how are you? Listen, for those of you behind the curtain, yeah. Kind of a dicey morning for you, sleep. A lot going on, buddy. A lot going a lot. on. Break this down. On. It was a bit of a hectic morning. Yeah. Uh, let me not pretend here. So I thought I was doing the right thing here. We got our Comrexes, right? So yeah. we get the opportunity. I'm down in San Diego, and we get our we have our Comrexes. So I'm saying to myself, hey, listen, if I could get into a studio, I'm good to go in one of these uh, studios down in San Diego. Yeah, sit down, stretch out. I'm doing the out. right thing. I'm doing the right thing because the quality is going to be better and everything else. That didn't go as planned. <laughs> I walked into the production side of the studio at about 9.30, and it sounded like Darth Vader was getting his mask retooled by the Death Star mechanics. That's what it sounded like. We had 34 engineers plus plus Bergman on the other side. And uh, you know what it just came down to? The microphone in one of the studios just Mm. was not not doing its thing they just ah. switched mics and everything was fine I'm like oh of course so for where, where did that come on minutes. the on the the troubleshoot list that was that was how far it's, down the it's list number it was number 44 <laughs> okay all right it's number four on the troubleshoot list because <laughs> a lot was happening and i was like is this one of those turn it off and turn it on situations i guess it's yep. just a half step below that just change out the mic and then you know the best berg was like hey Slee, what the hell are you doing i'm like <laughs> it was good intentions Everything was good intentions. Let's just say the execution didn't work out as planned. There execution was a, there was a thought that your mm-hmm. boy might be riding solo. Just just to complete this thought, that I'm not going to lie, Slee, I didn't hate. I had visions. Sure. I had visions of myself on the billboards. You yep. know what I'm saying? Up yep. at SoFi. I was like, it could be me. This might be my day. But I'm glad I you got. Made it. I got a text. I think you were trying to send it to somebody else. You said, "Hey, great news. I don't think Slee's going to make it." <laughs> I'm like, Gates, bro, no, you said that to me, man. This is my chance. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. That did not happen. But you, you know what? That to me. You know what did happen? Speaking of the Mandy's, is that I walked in today mm-hmm. and the security guard says to me, because every time I come in, he knows that I'm filling in for somebody or I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm just might just be And he was in. there, right? He, You're talking about security guard that was downstairs was at the Mandy's, right? Was he? I didn't yeah. see him. Yeah, we had the, the main security when you walk into LA Live. Yeah. I was uh on Friday night, I was walking around. I think I was going to one of the bars, and then I just see him there. I'm like, what? What's going on here? I had no idea you were here. Just, it was just kind of like a funny smile that we both went Right. Like well, safe. Yeah, so he asked me, why didn't you win any Mandy's? And I'm thinking to myself, really? Really? Mm. Now I got to go I gotta go into this show whose okay. problems right. with the Mandy's have been well okay. documented. Let's, All right, we don't need to get into that. relax here. And I'm starting everybody. to feel like this, is, this, this loserness is rubbing off. You know what I'm saying? Because he was yeah. dead serious. He was like, "Why didn't you win anything? I voted right. for you." I'm like, "Bro, I don't, ha- I can't help that." First of all, let me very, say this. very, very embarrassing. First thing in the morning. Let me say this: at 10:45, the non-award-winning Ashley <laughs> will come up. All right, so if you got some Ashley, send them in. Yeah. And by the way, um, love the flex in the afternoon when they just now they're just they won't stop saying award-winning. I mean, and I don't blame them. That's kind of how it is. That's it's when the you're truth. a six-time <laughs> award winner. And when you're a Radio Tinder award winner, I would be saying award-winning Radio Tinder coming up next. Well, the non-award winning at 1045 is coming up uh, of Ashley. So how did you respond to the – kind of give me some insight. I gave here. him the respond? diplomatic response, which I often do, even though, you know, I could have thrown some shots at some people, but I didn't do that. I just said because I wasn't there to win awards. Sure, the nominations were great. I was there for fellowship. 
I was there to look at people's clothes. I was mm-hmm. there to mingle with Lady Slee. I to was there the red to meet exactly meet and greet the people. So the awards yep. never really mattered to me in that mm-hmm. regard. Clearly, they mattered a lot to a lot of other people, but it was about the friends we made along the way, Slee. And I feel so, like I made some friends. So that was awesome. That was all great. Yeah, that you just so, said. So how did you really feel? The truth is, I was a couple f bombs. Go ahead, and we no, have seven no, 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 seconds. No, but we the truth seven, is, seven if I, seconds if, to if, edit. If, if I'm being real. <laughs> It's not that – how do I say this? It's not that I thought I was going to win an award. I didn't, honestly. But I do kind of want to know the voting. I, I kind of need the splits. I want mm. to I, – you know, I don't mm. need to know one through eight for each category, but give me a medal stand. Give me a medal stand for each category. I just need to know where yeah. I was relative to the winners mm-hmm. in terms of what was handed out trophy-wise. That, that's what I want to know. Even if it's just like – if Tommy comes to me and says, hey, Yates – you were in three categories. You finished eighth in all of them. Like, yep. okay, I'll yep. take that. I just kind of want to know where I stand. That's how yeah. I feel. Uh, so here's the thing. You you just want to know, what was the score at the end of the game? Yes, exactly. Right? Was this a – was it a close game or was it not? I almost feel like – I think I already got the information that I needed. Oh, like if I found you? out – if I found out Astley not only did not win, but it was in third and it wasn't even really close. Like I don't know if I need that extra information. Oh, you don't I, need that? I feel like the info that I already have is enough. I think that's that, that's already enough for me. I, I understand that, but personally, myself, as somebody you know from an area where politics and horse racing is a thing, and by horse races I mean in politics, I need to know. I need to know what the returns are saying. You sure. know, when that county, when that county over there, you know, northeast, whatever, whatever state you're in, comes in and it starts pinging on the board, I need yeah. to know where the voting was. This, this is what my reform is going to be next year for mm. the Mandy's. People mm. talk about this, that, and a third in terms of what the award show is going to be. I need to know more about the voting process. That's what I want to know. So I'm thinking this is the best way that I could put it. It's like, you know, you need a stat line so that you could, for next year, know, okay, guys, I'm a couple rebounds away from really people starting to notice right. what it's, I'm doing. It's like here. when you have the clause in your contract where if you get named first team or third team, second team or third team All-NBA, that yep. triggers your right to negotiate for more money. This is what we need to use the Mandy's for. So hypothetically, because if we're going to use that analogy, then do you become that individual player that's worried about just making third team and then you don't care about what the team does because you're uh, just trying to get that bonus? We call this the Bradley Beal syndrome. I don't become that player. I'm never going to be that player. But I need to know that going that's into awesome. negotiations okay, for okay. next year's Mandy's. That's what so I need to know. on Monday, um, I heard you chiming in a lot on Sedano and Cap. Yeah. I sat so, in uh, at the end of Mason and Ireland, and it was there for the beginning of Sedano and Cap. Okay, so with all that said, there's a lot of voices that are talking. Give me your overall. I don't know if you had a chance to do this. Kind of what would you walk away with from uh, from Friday night? So t- two things. Number one, what I walked away with was this, and I'm just, I'm just going to say this with all types of love because I'm a part of it. This goofball brand of misfits we call a radio station actually pulled off a pretty cool party. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, How about that? There's just... Nothing else to say about it, you know. A I, really, really cool party. I like, had honestly, that's legit the best way to describe fun. It. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not just saying that because I got to glad hand with a bunch of people, or a bunch of people said hello and they enjoyed my work. Like, I had a good time. And as somebody that's been a part of a lot of different radio promotions in my career and my life, you know, you do some stuff because you want to. You do a lot of stuff because you have to. And a lot of things that you could do, you don't even try. So for mm-hmm. Tommy. Jorge and Morales to put this thing together the way that they did out there with the guy, the, all the, you know, the crew and the tech people that they worked with. Like, 
it was something that you thought in your head, sure, we could do it, but then it did happen. And that step in life, and I'm saying this kind of existentially at this point, the step in life between what people say they could do or they will do and what they do execute is often the biggest step in between excellence and failure. And I think that everybody executed really well, and I had a blast. And the second thing was this. 710 listeners, awesome people, not that weird, okay, which is very important. Not Every, that weird. Everybody came correct. Everybody dressed well. Everybody was respectful. Nobody got too hammered, I and got nobody got too many one. invasions of personal space kind of thing. You know what okay. I mean? It so was good, I, Slee. I got a theory on the – first off, the listeners, you're right. There was this – you know, kind of don't know how an event like that's going to go. What's the vibe going to be like? Right. Right? Are people going to – like even myself, I kept saying leading up, I'm like, I'm going to go hard to the hoop. Yeah. To be honest with you, I could have gone a lot harder to the hoop. Sure. And I felt oh, yeah. like I was just kind of <laughs> going with the vibe. And I didn't feel like the, the event – I didn't feel like there were people – Walking around where you're like, yeah, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. So I, I'm with you with it. like the listeners and even all of us. I felt like the vibe was great. Did, do I? Am I on to something here? The fact that it was a cash bar. Oh, is that kind of just the game changer? That this, this to me, I mentioned this briefly. That to me was the biggest possible masterstroke of the entire event, and it relate. It reminds me of because listen, I go to a fair amount of weddings, and I've been back on the circuit this year. Um, because a woman I love has a lot of friends getting married. And, like, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, the difference between a wine and beer wedding and a all-liquor wedding, yep. oh, I mean, Let's we're talking night and day. Because if yeah. you start getting into the – you start getting loose with bottles. Do some Patron. Yeah. It's, it's oh. 530. Relax, yeah. man. Let's, <laughs> then, just, let's get to Then seven. you're on the floor and you're in your <laughs> second outfit of the day before anybody's even walked down the aisle. So we didn't even get close to that. There was a little bit of a setup. Right mm-hmm. by, the, there was like a f- sort of a free tequila. Emily, what was that? What, oh, yeah, what that's was right. That? The Hornitas right. tequila. They had Hornitas. like essentially like mini mixed cocktails, but like shot form. Right. So like you, you, were, you can only sip on them very shortly. And they were pushing them. Yeah. They were like, hey, we got, got to get rid of these. I'm like, get rid of them. Man. They were yummy. I don't think that's going to be very difficult. They were passing those out like they were, you know, uh, I don't even know, Capri Suns. At, peanuts at, at a Dodger game. Like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Everybody gets some peanuts. But in. you're right, Slee. The, the, the cash bar element changed the game because mm-hmm. i didn't know i did you know that it was going to be a cash bar i did not okay well let, let me i think i paid so you know how there was the bar when you go past the red carpet there was a bar inside to your right yes before the sort of vip back room exactly in the, exactly. In the same sort of uh vestibule as the restrooms were there was a bar so when i got in you know they had me put on a wristband and i guess if i understood that that bar was it was free Right? If you had a wristband, you didn't right. have to pay. Well, I definitely paid. Let's just say that they took my debit card, no problem. And there was no <laughs> there was no issue with wristband or not. So I don't know if I, you know, do I send an email to Disney corporate and let them know, <laughs> hey, I need my $60 back. I don't know the process here. I thought it was going to be free for those of us who were on-air personalities or otherwise outward-facing people at the radio station and for everybody else, they were going to have to pay. That's what I thought. I thought there was going to be some level of privilege to the wristbands we got. I was not disappointed. Yes, I thought that there was yeah. going to be some element of that. I was not disappointed that I have to pay. I don't ever do anything that I can't pay for when I walk in. But that didn't happen. And I got to say, you're right, Slee. There was an equalization factor to that. And the only real perk I used mm-hmm. was just skipping the line. 
I was like, listen, guys, I, I clearly have to move about. I got things to do. I, I don't mind paying, but I'm not going to wait in line because, hello, we've got were a broadcast there, to do. Yes. Clint, were there times where you really didn't have to be anywhere, but you were just using that opportunity to kind of continue to move fast as if you were going somewhere? Oh, how about every time? Okay. <laughs> that was a large part of my strategy oh, moving my about. God. But well, I was making sure that I was doing it for a good reason. Okay. You know what I forgot to mention? I forgot to mention this to Trav as well. Going to the restroom was just <laughs> hilarious. And I actually ran into Clinton Yates in the restroom. But before I even get to you, bro, people are like, ask Slee. And they want to ask me questions in the restroom. I'm like, uh, fellas, this is awesome. This is a great event. But I'm not sure I'm going to go in-depth on a conversation at urinal stall number four. Okay, okay? so... Look, you're exactly right about this. And, and then that- I ran into you leaving, and you might have had one of the <laughs> best one-liners that I've ever heard. Get, get into your point in a second. But I started <laughs> exiting, wash my hands, and I start leaving. And here's Clint coming in. Clint, what did you say? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Do I you know remember? exactly what you're talking about because somebody else brought it up. So I walked in. And there's all sorts of human beings. A lot of people. A lot, lot of people. people moving around in the bathroom. And I just say, a lot of traffic on the base paths in here <laughs> going on in this bathroom. And about 10 guys bust out laughing. Dudes who are at the urinal. And that was the way I was announcing, get out of my way. I do not plan on waiting to use the bathroom. And I've it was like heard. that kind of a vibe the entire time, every time you walked into the bathroom. I've never heard of a... Like the door swings open, you say your base pads, and I just like I just started laughing because I'm walking out. The, the way you swung the door open, I was walking out right at that time. I had a smile on my face walking out. I'm like, what the hell just happened? And there's Clint. I don't know what you did. Well, the rest I mean, of the people were acting like. Listen, the th- the cool thing about the function was that. Every single person you pass, a shout-out was a reasonable thing. Hey, Yates. Hey, Handsome. Mm-hmm. Hey, Slee. What's going on? So, like, when we got to the bathroom, I was like, I'm not going to be quiet in the bathroom. You know what I mean? we got to actually look at each other in here. So if I walk in there and there's right, 10 conversations, awkwardly looking at each other and saying no words, I'm going to break the ice. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. And it worked out a couple times. But the bathroom vibe was great. The whole entire – and listen, this matters, all right? Because if you can't feel like you're safe going to the bathroom at a public function, where can you be safe? Exactly. You where know what can I mean? you be safe? Something to consider, by the way, Mandy. We might, Amanda. We might want to have private bathrooms for the next function. Just saying, sidebar in case something has to do something. <laughs> but anyway, it was cool, and so I was like, I'm not gonna have it be weird with somebody being like, Hey, Slee, I got an ass Slee for you. At you know when I'm at urinal number five and he's sure. at urinal number four, and he puts his arm around <laughs> me and says, "This is a great event." I'm like, by the way, good. we're out of toilet, but we're out, we're out of paper towels, so I'm not washing my hands. You're like, no, I don't want to hear that. So I just busted in, okay. made my presence known, and went from there. That was here's, my strategy. Here's my question: Do you feel a little bit better? Because when we were doing a yes, little, we, I do. You yeah. kind of had mentioned, I Al, I got a lot on my chest. I just I had let to. Out about I just the had to. Do you feel a little bit better? I feel better. Again, I wasn't there to win, but I'm, I just feel good because I just felt like I don't know what I expected, but it was better than what I expected. And that's always a win for me when it comes to anything. Never mind, you know, goofy radio functions that are great opportunities to well, this with is, listeners. This is a funny thing. You ever – I thought Friday was a perfect example of being a part of something – and having nothing to do with it. So, like, let, <laughs> let me let me explain. Like, there was so many moving parts, and there was so much stuff that was happening in the background. And people, like, assumed, I don't know, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. They assumed that, like, okay, we're in the thick of this. I had no idea what was going on. Oh, like, really? I was just, I, 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 
the amount of planning that went on and for us to kind of just show up and try to just be ourselves and perform when we needed to, that could, just kind of shows the Moraleses of the world, the Tommies, the Carlos, the Jans. Bro, they put in work. And anybody that was trying to give any of us credit, yeah, you're giving credit to the wrong people because we literally had nothing. They put in a ton of work. I was a little closer to it only because when we hosted the red carpet, Bergman and I, the red carpet Mandy Awards pre-show where we did the who are you wearing bit, I kind of got a gauge. I know, Slee, you like having like a sort of an agenda or a calendar. I got a gauge of who was coming when. So I Mm -hmm. knew what was setting up and how everybody walked in. You know, Mason came in sort of closer to the end as he announced he was going to do. Some other people were there closer to the beginning. So I had an idea of how folks were rolling in, and that helped me sort of gauge and pace how I was going to go for the evening. Because like you, I could have gotten after it way more. Oh, you know what I mean? kidding me? Way more. But I did There didn't. was a point. There was a point. You know what? We got to intermission. I told – I had a cousin of mine that was there, and we knew – I think Chris had mentioned, hey, intermission's coming up. At that point, when I was already 0 for 44 in the awards, <laughs> I was like, you know what, now it's the time to go get a drink. So he went to the bar and got me a drink. I'm like, okay, now I'll start drinking. All right, ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Um, so we had a winner yesterday in our Bash for Cash, uh, Bash for Cash, Jonas in Anaheim. Um, because he guessed that Mike Trout would, uh, would hit a home run, and he did, but he did not hit the first inning, which is what was part of his guess. He's going to get the tickets, but he's not going to get the extra cash. So don't forget, you'll have another chance today. Predict the Dodgers or the Angels player to hit a home run for uh, for that night's game. Tonight's game, you'll win tickets at MLB All-Star Saturday night festivities. If you also predict the right inning, you'll get a bonus of $100 cash. So a um, couple things we got to want to get into. So one of the things, um, Clint, we, you and I haven't really talked about. Travis and I spent some time on this yesterday, but I feel like it's just continuing to be a developing story. Should the Dodgers front office have known what they were getting with Freddie Freeman? Is there an issue with Freddie? Are you worried about, uh, I guess you could say the situation with Freddie Freeman, or is this something that in a month we're not going to be talking about? That's coming up next. Travis and Sleeva show right here on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, welcome back to the Travis and Sleeva Show. Clinton Yates. What up? Hopping in for T-Raj. Uh, Big E on Twitter, by the way. Just so we all know, Travis Rogers probably frying an egg on the hood of his car this morning. <laughs> Phoenix, right now, 100 degrees. That's where he is. That's a great visual, by the way. Uh, high will be 107. You know, he's a big, he's big on scrambling eggs in the middle of Phoenix. Just <laughs> Really, that's a... That's a that's a that's popular a pastime for him. Yeah, that's that's a thing. Yeah, I, it's funny because he was asking yesterday. We're doing crosstalk. He's like, so what should I do when I'm out there? He's with his son. Son's 16 years old. They uh, they, do this a is a baseball tournament. Baseball tournament. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. and he's not sure. I guess you know, depending on wins and losses, what time the games are going to be. 
John's telling him, hey, you got to get out there and golf. I was going to say, that's pretty much the lone leisure activity that's not playing baseball or softball when you're in so, Arizona. So, you know what time these games start? And I'm sure it's because of the heat. They start, like, at 7 a.m. Oh, yeah. They'll run those things. So, what they'll do, for those of you who don't know that circuit, they'll run three games early, give you a little lunch break, and then they'll run three games later. You know what I mean? Just because otherwise you're going to kill everybody. It doesn't make sense. Well, and, and Trev, that type of climate is where he thrives most. <laughs> So he goes for jogs between 11 and 2, 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. He's got a whole he goes training circuit, jogs. a yeah. workout yeah. circuit that he hits. He, That's funny. He, um, he took a, a flight yesterday. He said he doesn't wear a shirt from the moment he gets to John Wayne to the moment he gets back on the airport coming back. So that, that's t Raj right there. You know what's scary is that a lot of people in Phoenix are like that. You'd be stunned how many people are just roaming around the streets of Arizona in Phoenix. Shirtless. Shirtless. Yeah. Who think they look great or don't even care. That's why I think I do really well in, like, Michigan. Why's that? Just more clothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just more layers. You did wear layers. the most layers of anybody at the Mandy's. You had a vest on. Yeah, I know. Beneath your, your tux. Well, amidst your tux, if you will. I'm not much of a vest guy, so at least, uh, yeah, I figure the more clothing, the better. Yeah. Okay, so yesterday, Dodgers lose 7-4 to four against the Colorado Rockies. Really, that kind of is not the story at this time. At this point, I, the last couple of days have been dominated. Really, you go back to Friday, right? Leading up to that series against the Atlanta Braves, Freddie Freeman was going back to Atlanta, and he's going to get his World Series ring. And everybody, you know, I, I think for him, I'm assuming this, and I, I think I'm incredibly wrong at this point, I'm assuming for Freddie Freeman or most that are, have kind of followed Freddie Freeman this year with the Dodgers, you were going to get to Friday – you were going to get your World Series ring. You were going to get your love from the Atlanta Braves fans. And then once really that day is over, I'm assuming like, okay, he kind of got everything, right? Like his chapter with the Atlanta Braves are over. And there's nothing really to pay attention to anymore with the Atlanta Braves. Damn, he's on a good squad. Wow, he's with a great organization. By the way, he's going to make $162 million with the Dodgers. And I, I don't feel like it has ended. I, I want to just get your thoughts on this because... There was a quote yesterday that I had read. We'd read Travis and I during uh, during the show. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this hasn't really gone away. He said, last weekend in Atlanta was a very emotional time for me and my family. I'm working through some issues with my longtime agents at Excel. My representation remains a fluid situation. I'll update if needed. Um, he went on, said more stuff, his relationship for 15 years with the franchise. When it ends, you know, you're going to have feelings, which, by the way, I don't think anybody questions that. My question to you, Clinton, is here's a Dodger team that committed six years to Freddie Freeman, and no one blinked and said, well, that's a dumb signing. I don't think anybody did. Right. He's batting over 300 so far this year. The guy's an absolute baller. Anytime he's at the plate, he's a threat to, to do something. Um, what's your thoughts right now over this last week, and what's your thoughts uh, uh, kind of how Freddie Freeman has handled a situation where I think he's having a very difficult time closing a chapter with the Atlanta Braves. I think that's a massive understatement, and I think that there's a couple different things leading up to this. Number one is I'm shocked, shocked that the Dodgers front office brass, whatever you want to call it, did not have a hold on this to the point that if players were going to comment, it was only going to be positive because they had already handled this matter. I was very surprised by the fact that he waited this long, Freddie Freeman, that is, mm -hmm. to get a ring at all, to do it in front of Atlanta. To me, that's one of those deals where you in a relationship with somebody, you say, all right, well, 
you've already got to have this closed off. I'm not going to be a part of your healing process for whatever your past relationship was. The whole reason you're getting into a new relationship is because you have healed from the previous one. You can't just do both and not expect it to affect the person that is on the other side of it. And so that, to me, was shocking to hear Clayton Kershaw come out and say, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, buddy, we're still here. I'm like, dude, it's June. It's that going near July. Mm-hmm. This is a long time for something to be festering like that, no matter what it is. And on Freeman's side of it, it just kind of feels like, yo, bro, you got to get it together because if this starts to affect your play, this is going to be the first thing people point to. And you can't have that. This is a veteran locker room, Slee. We're not talking about a team that needed a Freddie Freeman to come in in the Dodgers and sort of realign the clubhouse like, I don't know, a Scherzer to the Mets, something that kind of thing, where you had some wild situation where nobody really had anything under control and here's going to be the veteran that gets these guys right. We were nowhere close to that. So for Freddie to be in the corner literally crying about his old team, listen – I'm not demonishing. I'm not uh, disparaging his feelings because I believe that he feels that way. But like, bro, this is the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Get it together. And I just felt like the Dodgers might have made a little bit of a mistake not realizing how much this could affect their team. You cannot have guys openly beefing about their loyalties when you are going into mm. an All Star break. And your team is, I don't want to say underperforming, but not doing as well as you thought you were going to do. Like, that's this team is in minor disarray in that regard because I just feel like that's the whole point of having leadership is that leadership determines here's what we're going to do, here's how we're going to do it because this is who we are. We're not just going to be at the whim of every emotion of every guy that wants to pop off in the middle of a game, rather in the middle of a series or in the middle of a week. I, I, I feel like this team really has to figure out what their direction is from a messaging standpoint as much as anything, Slee. So I'm going to throw this out there to Dodger fans because I I really actually think it's an interesting conversation. If you'd have told me we'd be almost halfway through the season and there would be some question marks about Freddie Freeman, I'd be like, what are you talking about? No, this guy is the last guy that I think you should be worried about in that Dodgers um, in their uh, their clubhouse. And and just kind of – and I'm, I'm looking at it more from a perspective. You talked about leadership. I thought this guy added to that leadership. I I thought thought he added to that experience. I thought he was, you know, the rich getting richer. That's the best way to put it. Can the Dodgers win a World Series without Freddie Freeman? Of course they can. Uh, Would you rather have Freddie Freeman? Of course you would. And I I, I just, the only reason why I lay it out like that is because this is not the conversation I think we'd be having. Do I feel like, do I feel like it's affected them? I I don't want to get too dramatic because. No, 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 I get that. If Freeman was, if he was batting 250 and he was struggling, and I'm, 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 I use 250, 250 sounds like it's 400 if you're Max Muncy or Bellinger or some <laughs> of these other guys, but I'm just saying for his skill set and right. what, you, what you're expecting MVP from him. MVP caliber player who just yep. came off of a World Series, yes. I, I guess the question I would have for you is, do you think it is – do you think it's affecting the team to where, hey, this is an issue, and do you think it's something that's going to linger? I think that it's something that's not going to linger because it can't linger 
but I do think it's affected the team. Uh, Clayton Kershaw would not have said something about it if it hadn't already been an issue. He does not just come off the top rope. And it's Clayton Kershaw. Right, because he woke up that morning. He said, reminder, this is my team, buddy, and this is how we operate. What we don't do is sit around talking about exes and blaming the current partners for what did not work out with your ex. Like, the level of detail I know about this is already too high, in my opinion. This is a dirty laundry situation that you've got to keep in-house because what, what, what purpose does it serve for any of us to know that this team is, it has an issue with Freddie Freeman on some level? Oh, I have one. I have one. Great for sports talk radio. Well, sure, of course. Great for sports <laughs> Absolutely. Talk I mean, let's not be – this is why I wanted Kyrie to come to town. But my point is, is that if you're a part of that team, you're thinking, really, guys, now everybody knows this. It's kind of embarrassing. It's not a good look. Okay, let's do this. Um, I'm going to throw out the phone number, 877-710-ESPN. If you're out driving around or you're listening to us on the pod, uh, any concern with where Freddie Freeman's head is at, any concern that he's not fully committed to the organization, or this is a distraction to a team that the only conversation we we should be having about the Dodgers, you stacking up W's, are you living up to expectations, they've had some injuries, uh, but at the same time, I think this race in the NL West and really just in the NL is a little bit closer than I thought it'd be. So your thoughts on Freddie Freeman and how it's affecting the Dodgers, 877-710-ESPN. Uh, we'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We appreciate you guys being a part of the show. I'm going to take some of these phone calls here in just a second. Uh, By the way, just a quick reminder, the non-award winning Astley. (laughs) Coming up. up at 1045 We're doing a bit of a hybrid. We got some hashtag Ask Yates as oh, well. Oh, perfect. So we can, we can perfect. do all that. Yeah. Um, again, just a reminder, it did not win the award. Non-award winning. Yeah, non-award yes. winning. And that, that actually should be the new tagline. I was going to gonna say, I kind of like I think we got to run with it Leading here. into that. You know yeah, we I mean? got to run with it's it. Like, uh, it's like common foul. You know what I'm saying? The common, yeah. the common segment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ashley, hashtag. Part of me, you know, kind of thought, <clears throat> when that situation was going on, I was like, you know, maybe I should just get up anyways and just maybe hand the award to Lindsay. Just <laughs> how can I be a part of it in any way? All right, that'd have been pathetic. Um, okay, <laughs> so what? One what other thing before we take a phone call here, hit us up on Twitter at Alan Sliwa. Yates, are you at? I, I I swear, every time I look at yours, it's always at Clinton Yates. The display name is ah, what changes. That's it's what not changed. the actual handle. Okay, yes. so hit us up on uh, on Twitter. Let, let's take a couple phone calls here. We're having a conversation about Freddie Freeman. By the way, in a weird way, I mentioned this to Travis yesterday. Mm-hmm. Can't something like this, 
can't this be a good thing? Like, the fact that we're here, we're still in June. We're not even at the halfway point. Can't something like this galvanize a squad? Can't something like this maybe even slap Freddie Freeman across the face like, okay, um, it's probably important for me to kind of turn the page here. And nobody's saying, don't be emotional about your, your, your time with the Atlanta Braves. Nobody's saying that um, you can't love an organization that you felt like. Nobody's even saying that you weren't maybe misled in the negotiations. Like, we don't know what happened in the background. Right. But I think, can't it be helpful to reach a point where something like this got public? And Freddie Freeman, who, again, is batting over 300 and is always a threat at the plate, I don't think it's really affected him much at the plate. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe instead of eight home runs, he'd have 50. I don't I don't have any idea. Sure. But can't something like this be good for the Dodgers when you're still in June and this conversation isn't happening in September? Am I crazy to think that this could be something that galvanizes them? I don't think you're crazy to think that. I just don't think that that's – I think we're beyond that point. If it had been something where Freddie said, hey, listen, guys, team meeting. I'm Mm -hmm. going back to Atlanta. This is going to be extremely hard for me. I'm going to say some things, but it's the last I'm going to say of it and actually do the work. As opposed to, well, yeah, you know this about me. It's going to be a problem no matter what. As soon as I want it to be an issue, I'm going to talk about it. What's your deal? Like, that is my concern. It seems as if people in that clubhouse have been like, yeah, okay, we know it's a thing, but either you deal with it or you move on or you don't. And so what I'm saying is this. This better be the end of it in terms of public discussion. But it's going to be awkward at the All-Star game because Brian Snitter is going to be his manager. You know what I'm saying? In his own ballpark, his old manager. That's going to be weird. You know, and I, I just feel that it's not an issue of what the actual feelings are. It's, a, it's an issue of understanding sort of the, the social cues and the timing as to when you're going to be able to express this without affecting everybody you've made a commitment with, which are your teammates. I feel like the way you described that, I almost feel like you were telling me to get over the ass sleeping. <laughs> I felt like you were leaning towards that because, I don't know, I almost felt like... No, that's an ever-present problem the until next year. The way you looked at me and was like, Alan, just let it go, bro. <laughs> All right, let's take some of these phone calls. Let's start with let's start with Gilbert in East L.A. Gilbert, what's going on? You're on the uh, on the phone with Alan and, uh, and Clinton. What up? Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh, I was actually at the Mandy's, and Clinton sat down with us for a few minutes. It was pretty cool, so thank you for that, Clinton. No doubt, man, no I doubt. I was actually at that at that last live broadcast, too, in uh, San Gabriel, and I met Flea. Well, you guys were awesome, but that's pretty century. interesting. I mean, I feel like he's going to get over it, man. He's just going to see how, how with an environment that we have here in Los Angeles, and we're, we're such a great winning team. We're always in the in the right path. We're always in first place and everything. I think eventually he's going to get over it, you know, just like that ex-girlfriend. You always get over, you know? Well, well, and, and, well and, and, and here's the thing, Gilbert, that I think you brought up that's a really good point. Yates, he didn't come to the Oakland Athletics, right? True. He didn't come to he didn't come to the Kansas City Royals. I'm just, you know, trying to look at teams where he's not playing for the Diamondbacks. Bro, you're playing for a squad that literally every single season is in the running. Right. You're playing in Los Angeles, California. You're playing at one of the most iconic venues in the country in Dodger Stadium, one of the most iconic brands. And I I don't say that, you know, trying to – I'm not trying to, you know, sell Freddie Freeman on the Dodgers. But, bro, you, you – I mean, the, the, look at the lineup. When it's Mookie, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, you're like, what the hell is this? Right. You know, like – right. He's playing for an organization that I think over time, and he also didn't sign a one-year deal. No, I think over time 
he's going to feel so accepted and feel. Let, let me ask you this: kind of interesting. They, they got a series starting against the Padres coming up here over the weekend, so he'll be back at Dodger Stadium. Yep. Do you think there's a little bit of a? How do you think Dodger fans will react to him the first time he comes to the plate, Freddie Freeman? You think there will be a little bit, a little bit different than the last homestand? You know, that's a good question. I hadn't thought about it that way. Thank Is you. this going to be a that. situation where fans turn on him? I certainly hope not, because then that would be disqualifying the whole point of why people wanted him here to begin with. It's a welcoming environment where if you produce, people are going to like you, and that's ultimately why I think this is so unfortunate. Is because you don't want the fans to have to be involved in this. The fans are going to be loyal and root for the guys with the jerseys on who are playing well, Freddie Freeman, of whom is one of them. Yeah. But if you sort of make it seem as if there's kind of a a split interest, well, then it's harder for fans to cheer. The worst-case scenario is not necessarily booing here. It would be silence, and that's not what you want hmm. out of Dodgers fans. You know what I mean? Like, you want them to feel that everybody's engaged as in it as they are when it comes to committing to what they're trying to do. David in Westwood. David, what's going on? Hey, man, um, I'm glad that you guys take my call, being a long-time listener. Well, listen, they're in the, in the slum because they're traveling a lot. They haven't been playing too many games, but how many times have you said something to someone, but you didn't, sound, you didn't want to sound that way? You know, hey, man, the guy spent a lot of years in Atlanta. It was a public interview. And he was so emotional. He come out the way he felt it. He's not like because, oh, man, if something would have done here, they would have paid me more, I would have stayed. No. It was so sentimental for him. He spent too many years. He got the championship. And then uh, he come out like that. No, well, I, David, get, I get it. I get it. And uh, quickly, can I say this, Lee? Listen, God, but nobody is knocking Freddie Freeman for how he feels. No, he should be emotional. I'm not even knocking Freddie Freeman for what he said. But when you're on a team... Timing matters. That's the whole reason you do things together so that you tend to learn about the people around you who you're trying to get to a goal with. It's not so that you can just say, okay, well, anything I want to do at any given moment has to be supported by these people because I'm just one of these other players on the team here. If it got to Clayton Kershaw mentioning something about it, it was already too far. And that's where my concern is with this, Slee. It's not about specifically what Freeman said. It's about that, yo, man, you're a grown man. You know the schedule just like everybody else does. You've got to be able to manage that kind of stuff for the sake of the team. And I'm not saying that he hasn't. I'm just saying that if the team doesn't think so, that's an issue. Yeah, and, and, and listen, and we'll get into this a little bit later if we think, you know, if you're, if you're happy where the Dodgers are right now. Yeah. But, but I think that that's the ultimate conversation. Is it affecting the squad or is it not? Because if it's not affecting them, and this guy is, and it's not affecting him personally of the product that he's putting out, then I don't think it's that much of a conversation. I, I think it more has to do with if they're playing bad baseball, if Freeman is struggling, if he feels like, hey, he needs a couple days. Like, if it's affecting it like that, I think it's a, it's a different conversation. Let, let's grab another one of these calls. George in South L.A. George, what's going on? All right, man. How you guys doing today? What's up? <laughs> All right. Look. We're overreacting. Let's let's see what this is about. This is about the Dodgers not fulfilling what they're supposed to do. They're probably supposed to have over 50 wins. It's not about Freddie Freeman. He's batting over 300. Let's look at the real reason why the Dodgers haven't scored runs. Let's look at Muncy. Let's look at even Justin Turner. Let's look at Bellinger. Those are the reasons why we're not doing so well. And then our pitching hasn't been the best. Our closer, you know, Kimbrell hasn't done the best. So those are the reasons. Freddie Freeman is batting over 300. 
He is a professional. He'll get over it. It's not a big deal. Let's stop making it a big deal. George, let me ask you this quickly. How do you comment then on Kershaw's need to say anything about it in public at all? Are you questioning his leadership, or what do you think that – how do you think that plays into the rest of this? No, I think it plays well into what's going on. I'm glad he said something because as a leader, as the guy who's been there for the longest time, yes, he needed to say something, and that's fine. That's what leaders do. They say something, but you also are going to tell them, look, I needed to say this. This is what we got to do, but let's move forward. But I don't think it's all on Freddie Free. Now, he was batting 210. Then I say, okay, sure, something's got to get done. But he's not. He's batting over 300. He's been our best hitter all season long. It's not that. And, George, it's George, just, just to, just to clarify, George, just to clarify, no one's saying anything about Freddie Freeman's performance because his performance speaks for itself. I think, Gates, you brought up the best point. If Clayton Kershaw doesn't come out and say anything, we're probably not having the conversation. Right. Because – Clayton Kershaw is what, in my opinion, opinion, brought it more to light. Clayton Kershaw, 100%. If, if Clayton Kershaw didn't say a thing, hypothetically, and, and Freddie Freeman announces that, you know what, he might be cutting ties with his agent, XL, would we be paying any attention to it? I don't think we would be. Not I think we're just trying way. to piece all these things together, and part of that has to do with, obviously, what, uh, what Clayton Kershaw said. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Um, so let's do a couple of these. Emily, if you could drive a little bit of Ask Lee and Ask Yates when we come it. back, um, we'll get a chance to do the non-award winning Ask Lee uh, coming up at, uh, here in just a few minutes. And just, uh, just, a, just a heads up what's coming up at the top of the hour. So at 11 o'clock, um, NBA free agency starts tomorrow. And there are some rumors about certain players. Maybe they come to the Lakers. Maybe they don't. The question I'm going to throw to you, Clinton, is, is the Lakers right now where they are, or even just in L.A., are they the destination that some of these guys want to come to, or are they not? So we'll do that at 11 o'clock. Ashley coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleewa Show, 710 ESPN. Well, apparently not everybody loves Ask Slee. Uh, well, not here's, award-winning. Here's the thing. Yeah, Morales, if you can please do us a favor. I'd like new imaging on the non-award-winning Ask Slee. Right. And I think that part should be included. And also, I think... If we can even add the part at the Mandy Awards where the award is being, uh, you know, the best segment is on the line and it, it's not Ashley, I think, Yates, I think we could put this whole thing together and just have some new imaging. I do, and I think you could also have, like, a, a, a montage of NBA referees saying, common foul, because that's basically <laughs> what Ashley is. It's a common foul. It's not, it's not, it is not anything more than that. All right, Man. so Jesus, is that necessary? No, but I just like I the idea of tying in. The, I already demolished I, us twice. I like I the idea of tying in everyday banal NBA stuff to it because that is very on brand. Yeah, yes, that's not uh, loser talk over here. It's fine. All right, so uh, I'm going to mimic Travis. Uh, you want on the phones or on Twitter? Let's go. Let's go on the phones, and and I and we got a lot of uh, tweets as well. Yeah, let's that's start going, with the phones. That, that's going towards Yates's direction, <laughs> and then some on for Travis's directions. I think we're going to be all over the place. Yeah. Let's start with the phones. All right, we got Alex and Torrance. Alex and Torrance, what's your ass, Slee? Good afternoon, guys. My ass, Slee is Sliwa. Do you answer the phone while you're on the toilet in a public restroom? <laughs> Hashtag not award winning ass, Slee. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny Alex, because you we were work, having bro. bathroom talk earlier, and if you had taken a phone call during yeah. the Mandy's whilst Listen, in the stall, that would have been hilarious. Travis and I have talked about how we just want to live in a well-run society, and there are certain rules that come within a society, and I think Alex's question is a perfect one. 
if you're in the restroom, just finish what you're doing there. Yeah. Nobody needs to get on the phone and all of a sudden have a conference call with your state farm agent or anything <laughs> like that. We don't need to do that. Nobody needs if you're in the stall that I have to hear you and listen to you talk to your best friend that you haven't connected with in three months, six months, nine months. I don't need any of that, Yates. So if you agree, I don't think that's the place to uh, hold your Zoom and conference calls. <laughs> do what you got to do. Wash your damn hands and get out of the bathroom. That, that's my thing is that you, you up the, success, the your susceptibility to some kind of a – operator error if you've got one hand on the phone and you're focusing on a conversation i just you're probably not even washing your hands I mean, yeah i mean you know you're, you got too much stuff going on what if you get an alarming piece of news you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and something goes awry you know that's not i just there's too many variables at play with what could be happening on the other end of the phone to be in an actual phone conversation whilst in a public bathroom now i kind of want to use the phone <laughs> in the restroom right, right the, go ahead, go ahead. the other day too i uh someone had the phone on speaker, so I could hear the other person on the phone, yep. and yep. they were on the phone. That's a so that mega was violation. A, By the no, way, thank gro- you. <laughs> grocery store. Let's stop FaceTiming each other at the grocery store. Let's just get in there, get what you need. See, this You're is where run we, this is where me. we parts, Lee. FaceTiming get- at the grocery store is fantastic because then you don't do the fatal and often very injurious mistake of getting the wrong thing. And then having to create another okay. argument okay. back why at the crib. Why not just phone call? Well, well, but here, here's the thing. Visuals, yeah, that, that's, that's why. By the Visuals. way, that that's the solution there, just phone call. But if you're FaceTiming because you have something going on at the grocery store and the topic is about the grocery store, <laughs> that's different than somebody just FaceTiming their grandmother. <laughs> You've got a lot of problems with people talking on phones in public, I see. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think I do. All right. What else you got him? So this next one is going to be directed towards Yates. Mm-hmm. So hashtag Ask Yates. Are you? This is after what happened last night. I I saw it all over Twitter. So, are you going to patent snag, oh. grab, or stab? Because oh. after that site stealing yesterday, you probably should trademark it. Let me explain something. We have beef with yep. KNBR. End of mm. story. Every night in Major League Baseball. Can be our sports station up in Frisco. Correct. Mm-hmm. Every night in baseball, somebody sends me a great play from the outfield or from the infield at any level of the game. Mm-hmm. And I retweet it with snag, grab, or stab. It's a fun game that I came up with with my boy Jake Mintz from Cespedes Barbecue because we're baseball hardos. That basically just allows you to look at fun plays and describe how you would describe the play. Can I, can I tell you something quick? Yes. That's a great lane. And Thank I you. see those tweets when they come out, and I see those highlights. And it's like a very good lane for you to be in. And it, I think it invites everyone to watch that highlight and give their opinions. So Thank keep you. Going and I yep. appreciate that. It's something that we've transferred over to the Baseball Tonight Live crew, something we've done mm. on our actual programming, on the air. We should, and we should steal that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Something that's happened yesterday. Someone from KNBR oh, tweets man. a catch from the Giants game. Unfreaking believable. Not only do they try to use it in the tweet, they botch yep. the yep. syntax. Mm. Snag, grab, or stab. It's got a rhythm to it for a reason. I don't even remember what they wrote. Yeah, we're going to need some representation. The You're best need part, an Lee, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the best part, Slee, is that, you know what? I didn't need representation because nobody played their little game. They all just said, how about you tag your boy Yeehaw so we can do this thing the right way? Your they little knockoff side them. games aren't going to get it done, KNBR. This they is the real after- deal place. You know what that is? Can I tell you what KNBR just did? It's basically like you go to uh, you go to somebody's trying to sell these handbags that are sure. completely fugazis. 
KMBR pulled the Fugazi. Full they pulled Fugazi. The Fugazi. I'm like, Fugazi. what do you people think you're doing? This is a this is a public trust here. Cease I, and desist. Yeah. I'm not out here trying to, you know, I'm sharing this stuff for the people. If yeah. you're going to steal from your boy, at least get it right. Yep. Come on, son. <laughs> I knew that would get passionate. Yes. All Thank right. You. So next one. This is to Ask Slee. Dude in Slow says, Slee's car stereo malfunctions, and he can only listen to one thing from now on. He must choose either A, Barbie Girl by Aqua, B, Tapes of Dean Spanos explaining why he's the best owner in professional sports. Why are you guys, what, what's going on over there? Or C, a lovely sponsor, the Cars for Kids song. What Ooh. does he choose? Hashtag Ashley. I'm a Barbie girl. That's a banger, by the way. <laughs> you want to um, Barbie movie, off, by the way, it's going to look great. Yeah. First off, not only am I picking that, I could see myself kind of pulling up next to Yates, and Yates all of a sudden kind of bobbing his oh, head yeah. like Slee. I'll jump in, the, I'll jump in shotgun. That's a go. good song, Slee. So I'm going Barbie Girl. Dean is definitely third. <laughs> and I'll go Cars for Kids all day long before I go Dean as well. So fun backstory to why the soundtrack for this movie will not feature this song. You want to look that up on your own time. Check it out. It, it features one of the greatest, and I know this is getting weird, greatest appellate court rulings of all time because the judge like got the bit and basically ruled that the two parties need to chill because Aqua and Mattel fought for like a decade over the rights to this song. So it's not going to be in the movie, which looks very good, by the way. The last right. thing I thought after I picked Barbie Girl is that you had a story coming after it. That's, Clint, yeah. that's knowledge right there. Again, most knowledgeable. Could have been a little <laughs> hey. higher up in the votes there. Just saying. Anyway. This, this is where, Dr. Clapper. Th- this, <laughs> is where, this is where you want to know what place you were in. Yes. This is where, this is where you want the percentages. John Ireland is a very knowledgeable guy. But, you know, so I think John had that one. John had that one. How are you? In the bag. <laughs> All right. So this one's from Christopher Holmes. He mm-hmm. says, Alan Sliwa, in the 100-plus degree Arizona heat, is Travis Rogers more likely to rock a tank at his son's baseball game or bust out a beer helmet? <laughs> Hashtag Ask Slee. Okay. So for those who listen to this show frequently, Travis has a thing about, let's just say, not showing Bare anything skin. under his clothing. Right. Right. So to see Trav just wearing a tank top out in Phoenix, Arizona this afternoon or in, you know, it's probably already 104 degrees out there. Yep. I think he will do anything. He'd rather wear a turtleneck than he would a tank top. So whatever option is there to not show skin, Trav would take that option. Didn't he pick going barefoot over wearing a shirt for a year? He did. That's insane (laughs) to me. I, uh... If I saw Travis in a tank top, I would be grandly alarmed. I would assume that something had genuinely gone wrong. Yeah. And he had either lost a bet or he had yeah, some the, condition that forced over. him to expose his skin to the sun more. The world's ending. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty much it. If Trav walks in here with a tank top, I'm immediately heading to the fallout shelter. Get under your desk. Right. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> All right, I have one more, uh, and this will be a quick one, and this is also from Dude and Slow again. Uh, this is Ash, hashtag Ask Yates. Would you ever do the Sean McVay voice in front of Sean McVay? Hashtag Ask Yates. Mm. You know, so I'm glad he brought this up because I had to. Br- I broke it out exactly one time at the Mandy's. I was asked like five times to do it, and I had to explain that it's a pretty natural thing. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. So, yes, I would. Fun fact. Sean McVay and I went to the same college at the same time. So, like, mm. I don't feel that uncomfortable. So, best how. friends? I would No, not quite. You know, that's not really something that we've established from a relationship standpoint. I'm Sean McVay. I'm a Miami Red Hawk. But, no, so I would feel fine with it. He's a cool dude. No, no worries. 
Yeah, I, I think McVeigh would play into it. You know what I mean? Like, I think yes, he would enjoy it. Maybe right. even critique you and That's say, fine. hey, there's other things you've got to do better. Room. Yeah, we can, go, we can go break that down in the film room. That's fine by me. All right, uh, that is our non-award-winning Ashley. Thank you, everybody who participated. Uh, we'll read uh, some more of those. If you guys want to send them in, feel free to send them in on Twitter. All right, when we come back, uh, tomorrow at 3 p.m. will be the start of NBA free agency. And there's some rumors around a couple players potentially to the Lakers. And, and the question I'm going to have for Clint, I'll ask for Laker fans out there too, are the Lakers still a destination? Is it different this offseason than it's been the last couple of years We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show, 710 ESPN.